Hey, what's up everybody? You're listening to the Enterprise Architecture Radio. If you're thinking about organizational complexity and agility, if you're concerned about operational efficiencies and thinking of taking it to the next level, if managing innovation is one of your priorities, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we talk about all of that and more. It's a jungle out there, and we'll attempt to navigate this jungle of frameworks, methods, and most importantly, enterprise architecture in practice. Welcome to the 26th episode of Enterprise Architecture Radio. 26, that is, six months. Feels like yesterday that I was thinking about starting a podcast on Enterprise Architecture. And six months have gone by. From about 40 or 50 downloads in the first month, we have gone up to more than 750 downloads uh, within the last 30 days. Now, I understand that these are not amazing numbers. There are podcasts out there that do millions of downloads a week and month. But I also understand that this is a podcast for a very niche community of enterprise architects. It's not for every technologist. It's not for every IT professional. It's not for the general populace. If I would have started a podcast on mythological stories, I'm pretty sure I would have seen a much better turnaround than what I've seen on this one. And if you really ask me, I don't really care about the numbers that much. I mean, I'm not running this podcast to make any money out of it or or promoting anything. This podcast is primarily because, well, one, I'm very much interested in the topic of enterprise architecture, but also I would love to see a community come together and talk about enterprise architecture and and topics related to it. Now, I'm not just going to talk about enterprise architecture in this podcast. I talk about technology, about business, about leadership from time to time. And now that I've completed six months running this podcast, I'm going to start inviting guests. In fact, I've already started making the efforts and I'm I'm lining up people who can come and talk about various things. Um, I have one leader uh, who would like to come and talk about leadership primarily around IT and, and, and business and, and people management and what have you. Uh, I've got an artificial intelligence expert who could come and talk about topics related to that. And, and I've got a few other people from the industry who could uh, talk about Web 3.0 and and artificial intelligence and machine learning and, and, and blockchain and what have you. And I'm going to start recording all these sessions uh, very soon. And uh, it'll bring together a community of people who talk about not just various technologies and leadership and other topics, but how it impacts the enterprise as a whole, which, if you really ask me, is enterprise architecture. So that's what I really want to do with this podcast. And so I don't really care how the numbers increase. Although if the numbers increase, more people will listen to this and there will be a general awareness in the industry, which is what I'm really aiming for. But that's all right. If it takes time uh, for the community to come together, uh, I'm not going to focus on the numbers that much. I also don't do a lot of promotion of this podcast, except talking to a few people here and there who are interested and, um, and so on. It would be good if the podcast grows. But it's okay if it takes its own sweet time as well. But nevertheless, I'm very, very thankful to all my listeners. And um, I would request you to continue to spread the word, to tell people about enterprise architecture, about this podcast, and and definitely write to us and and give us your feedback and, and continue to uh, give us the five-star ratings on your 
podcast platform of choice and and if you don't like the podcast let us know why you don't like it or or what it is that you would like us to change and we would do our best to see how we can improve all right so today's topic let's talk about mergers and acquisitions did you know that 70 to 90% of all mergers and acquisitions are a failure yes the numbers are stark so how do you define the failure of a merger and acquisition well a failure in a merger and acquisition refers to a situation where the deal does not meet the original objectives expectations or the vision of the leadership team or the stakeholders uh, this can include financial underperformance cultural clashes loss of key employees or regulatory obstacles in some cases a merger and acquisition may be considered a failure if it leads to the dissolution of the new formed company or if one of the companies involved has to be sold or liquidated so why do mergers and acquisitions fail there could be many reasons the first reason is overvaluation of the merger when the leadership team thinks that merging with another organization would improve the value of the organization whether it's a merger or an acquisition this could happen with anybody twitter is a classic example of an acquisition gone wrong i'm not going to go into the entire story of how elon musk acquired twitter but i think i read somewhere that elon musk stated that he could have bought twitter at a much much lower price than 44 billion dollars it's very important that the leaders and the stakeholders of the organization who are initiating the merger divestiture or acquisition calculate the the actual value of the organization before they initiated initiate the merger sometimes the assets which look good on paper turn out to be not so good in reality the second very important reason is poor integration process while the leadership team might envision a a target state where they know the value that the organization is going to drive after the merger acquisition or divestiture and they might want to go ahead with the deal but actually executing a merger acquisition or a divestiture is a whole different ball game there are communication issues there are cultural issues there are uh, technical integration issues uh, and all these need to be taken care of very well a good enterprise architecture capability within one of the organizations or the organization that initiates the merger acquisition or divestiture would really really help because an enterprise architecture organization looks at the current state evaluates the value that the uh, merger acquisition or divestiture is going to drive and looks at the target state and comes up with gaps between the current state and the target state which essentially at the risk of oversimplifying it gives them a large checklist of action items that need to be done to integrate both the organizations and they take into account uh, technical challenges they take into account people challenges they take into account communication challenges they take into account cultural challenges as well there's something called capability assessment in enterprise architecture that looks into all of these uh, roadblocks that might come along during the integration process the third major reason that i think contributes to the failure of a merger acquisition or a divestiture is over reliance on consulting organizations many organizations rely on a consulting organization to help them go through the merger now there are different types of deals there are some consulting organizations that provide an end to end service 
uh, from the beginning all the way till the end they start with uh, negotiation of the deal and understanding the the vision of the leadership team and they they go through the integration process and they and their contract essentially ends when the merger is completely done all the way till integration but then there are other deals that where a consulting organization is only involved during the deal process you know they help the leadership team to understand the vision probably document it um, help them with the negotiation and then once the negotiation is done and the deal is signed off they leave well if it's the first case things are a little bit better if you really ask me but even in such cases there's potential failure because the organizations then rely completely on the consulting organization now the consulting organization is not really uh, tied in to the to the value proposition because ultimately they are an external organization and 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 there is over reliance on them which means uh, the client organization will give them a single point of contact for everything related to the mergers and acquisition and that person may or may not be an expert in everything related to a merger and acquisition which means the consulting organization has to uh, deal with all kinds of issues whether it's technical issues cultural issues people issues leadership issues negotiation issues what have you all by themselves and that leads to failure in the second case where the consulting organization is not really uh, there till the end they help with the deal making process and once the deal is signed off they move out in such cases the the client organization is not left with any technical expertise or any mergers and acquisitions expertise and 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 the potential of integration issues increases drastically if the organization have an enterprise architecture capability it helps because now the enterprise architecture capability interacts with the uh, with the mergers and acquisition consulting organization and and they are engaged right from the beginning all the way till the end the enterprise architecture capability understands the value proposition really well it's completely bought in to the value proposition and ensures that the merger succeeds the fourth major reason for the failure of a merger acquisition or a divestiture something that i've talked about briefly just a few moments ago is cultural differences now this is something that is often ignored by the leadership team when they are considering the deal this is something that i've seen firsthand in one of the organizations i've worked for an acquisition happened and the uh, company that got acquired uh, had a culture of freedom and let's say decentralization of leadership the the authority to make decisions was very very decentralized and the acquiring company was let's just say more centralized when it comes to uh, decision making what this led to was that the uh, the company that was getting acquired never really culturally integrated with the acquiring company and in a few years what happened is they had to spin off um, the company as a separate entity the one that they had earlier acquired i'm sure there were some benefits that the organization extracted out of the deal and it wasn't a complete failure but if they had to spin off the company a few years later if you really ask me i'm going to call it a failure in summary there are a number of reasons why a merger or an acquisition fails and the numbers if you look at the numbers they have been increasing exponentially and the failures rate have remained static between 70 to 90% if only organizations would understand how much an enterprise architecture capability within could help them i think they could 
really, really benefit from it. That's all I have for you today, folks. I hope you enjoyed the show. More about organizational agility, innovation, and enterprise architecture in the practical world, in the business, right here on the show. But before I end the show, I want you to help me out with this one little thing. Pause the show and share this podcast via WhatsApp or text message with at least one person who might be interested in the show. It could be anyone, your colleague, your boss, someone in your team. That's all I ask. Just one share with one message via text or WhatsApp or any social media of your choice. And it would go a long way in supporting this podcast and growing this listener base. Also, please don't forget to follow the podcast. That way, you'll get notified when we publish a new episode. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at enterprisearchitectureradio.com. If you have ideas, thoughts, disagreements, please feel free to write to me directly. Uh, we also have a Telegram group if you would like to contribute to the EA discussions or what have you. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio on Telegram. Or the URL to join the group is https colon slash slash t.me slash enterprise architecture radio. While our contact details are there in the show notes, we are very easy to find. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio anywhere. Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, even Discord. Once again, I hope you had fun and I'll see you in the next one. <laughs>